Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1996 film Vamprella, which was released on September 28th of 1996. Uh, The movie stars... Talisa Soto, Roger Daltrey, and R- Richard Joseph Hall. The movie was written by Gary Gerani. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Based on the characters, the based on the character created by Forrest J. Ackerman, Trina Robbins, Frank Frazetta, and Tom Sutton. And this movie was directed by Jim Warnart Wynorski. Probably mispronouncing that one as well. Uh, <laughs> Some trivia about Vamprella, she actually was is a comic book character. Uh, she first appeared in Warren Publishing Publishing's horror comic magazine, Vamprella, number one in 1969. And the comic ran until issue 112 in March of 1983. Uh, Vamprella hosted horror stories and also starred in her own stories, which would headline each issue. After Warren went bankrupt, the assets were acquired by Harris Publications at auction in August of 1983. Vamprella stories in various series were published from 1991 to 2007. This began with Vamprella issue 113 and a one-issue continuation of the original series. This contained a Vamprella reprint, like Vamprella reprints, and one unrelated new story. Uh, the rights were then acquired, and this is kind of like a, there's a lot here, but it's kind of like a brief history because she's got like an extensive history, uh, honestly. The rights were then acquired in 2010 by Dynamite Entertainment, which started a new ongoing series with Vamprella number one in November of that same year. The series lasted 38 issues before concluding in 2014, and there were also several reboots while at Diamond, or Dynamite, I almost said Diamond, sorry. Dynamite Entertainment. In 2019, Vamprella celebrated her 50th anniversary. And in 2021, Mike the Pike Productions acquired the worldwide film, television, and streaming rights to Dynamite's Vamprella, including stories, characters, and derivative works of her universe. Uh, While she has many backstories, the one that the movie kind of is based on is her original backstory, which is Vamprella originally hailed from the planet Draculon, a world where blood flows like water and where the natives, called the Vampiri, shared traditional vampiric characteristics. Draculon orbited a binary star, which caused continuous droughts throughout the year. Unfortunately, the Vampiri, these droughts were gradually dried, have gradually dried up their blood supply, threatening them with extinction. Uh, Vampirella's journey begins when an American space shuttle crashes on Draculon. Hoping to save her people, she travels to Earth where she begins hunting dark remnants of her own race. 
Earth's vampires originate from Dracula, a forgotten member of the Vampiri race who left his homeworld centuries ago only to be corrupted by the denom- demonic entity known as Chaos. And the movie kind of simile kind of fo- follows that backstory. Um, each publication had different backstories for the character, but that is her original backstory. So that's the one that was kind of the one in the movie. Uh, Vampirilla possesses many of the typical powers of mythological vampires. She exerts super strength when facing her opponents and can move so fast that she appears as a blur of motion. Her senses are far beyond those of humans, allowing her to tell one's emotional state through their scent, hear things imperceptible to humans, and see clearly in total darkness. She is very athletic, possesses great stamina, (laughs) reflexes and agility beyond that of humans. Her healing factor grants her great resilience and allows her to heal rapidly from her wounds and makes her immune to Earth's illness and toxins. Whether she's able to turn other people into vampires is inconsistent. It was a plot point in the Warren era that she could not because she was a being from another planet and not a supernatural creature. But the origin has since revised and she could do, do it in the Shadowhawk crossover. However, that crossover is out of continuity for Shadowhawk and maybe out of continuity for Vampirella. Vampirella. Uh, she had the power to grow a giant pair of sheriff teeth. I can't say this word. Um, so she could grow wings that would allow her self-propelled flight. Her stare and even voice are hypnotic and seductive to humans, particularly males. And she has been seen to have the ability to induce sexual arousal in men simply by being in their presence. She is shown to have the power of telepathy, and she was able to hear the voices of demons inside Jackie as Kato's mind. And she is also immortal. She's also formidable hand-to-hand and fight. She's also formidable in hand-to-hand combat and skilled with modern-day firearms. Uh, so a lot of backstory and information, most likely. This is there's a lot of backstory, especially for something that is a B movie. And let's face it, that this really is a B movie. But it's more like a C or a D movie. It was <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. Well, that would be a B movie. But there's some movie trivia as well. Um, this is one of those movies that says that they are re- they're returning for a sequel, kind of like how Skeletor's head pops up at the end of Masters of the Universe. Say he'll be back, but it never happens. Uh, but this sequel never happened. The sequel would have been called Death's Dark Avenger. Uh, Jim, the, the director, talked about the movie being a disaster and thought that Talisa Soto was completely wrong for the part. He states that, and I'm assuming the studio, as it isn't stated in the quote, that he was forced to cast her in the role. According to Barbara Lee, one of the actresses that was in consideration, because this movie was, they were going to make a movie over the like last several decades. Uh, Jim wanted to cast Paula Abdul in the role. And then he's also stated that he wanted Julia Strain in the role. And one of the things he, he said, she was a wonderful person, but the, and I mentioned this earlier when I was talking to Josh on when we were on Xbox, like he, 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 he basically said, she didn't have the breasts for the costume. 
So basically, he's like, oh, she's not right for the role and her tits are too small. It's like, really, bro? Really? That's something that you can't really say in our film. But oh, like, boobs are too small. Oh, sorry. Somebody's getting sorry. <laughs> but like, but the thing is, is the costume's not comic book accurate. So maybe if her costume was a little bit more comic book accurate, maybe it would have showed a little bit more cleavage if that's what they were going for. But they made it so the the costume doesn't look like her costume. Her costume is way more skimpy. And, and they don't even people. really uh, explain the, the why co- she even put it on in the first place. Yeah, they don't even explain why they she explain, wears that costume. They, ex- they explain the armband or whatever. Because at yeah. one point, I thought that they were explaining that like she could only have so much. Like She went to that planet and she on the armband, like that's all the blood that she had. So she had to make it last. Throughout the thing, yeah. so I thought that's what they were going to explain it to, and then they're like, "No, this is just a, a thing where it, no matter what, it makes synthetic blood," which I thought was goofy. I yeah. don't even; uh, it was just really weird. And I'm assuming that that might have been a thing in the comics. I don't know for sure. Yeah, they I just, just said remember that. seeing pictures of her. I think I saw I like, a couple of comic her. books, but I never read any of them. I, I never read her comic book either. Um, to me, she kind of fell in the line of like Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and stuff like that, and stuff like that. Let me look, I'm gonna look up. Well, Elvira was like way better. I would much rather watch that movie. I mean, I actually love the Elvira movie. That uh, I think she's done like a couple, but. The Into the Dark one, I think, is is what it's called. I'd much rather watch that than this. I mean, like, God, it was just, like, it doesn't compare to Nightfall. But it's mostly because they, uh, I don't know. Like, they, uh, it makes sense for the movie. It's like, why she's going for Vlad and all this stuff. But then they introduce Deimos in like this black leather onesie type thing but his face is showing like that was like he's able to go out in the sun (laughs) with with it on even though that shows his face so it burned his face supposedly or something Uh, i don't know the way that they explained a lot of this shit was just weird and it just uh, felt very awkward and forced. It's like, oh, that's why he's wearing that damn thing. <laughs> well, they they like I said, they were they were planning to make this is the last bit of trivia. They were planning to make this movie all the way back in the 70s. Um was almost made by Hammer Films, which is you know popular for making the Dracula movies with Christopher Lee. Um they would also that would have star starred Barbara Lee, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, in the 80s, uh, Peter Gruber and I Want a Giant Spider Robot, John Peters had the rights, as in put a, sp- put a spider creature in Superman Lives, but since that movie never got made, it showed up in Wild Wild West. Um, and eventually the rights were given to Roger Corman and Jim Wynorski, Uh and then the movie was made. I don't know if this had a theatrical run. Um, I didn't look that far into it, but... Um, this like 
this movie had a one, uh, according to IMDb, had a one million dollar budget. So this movie had a smaller budget than Nightfall, and at least the alien world looks better than in Nightfall. Like Nightfall, they're like, oh, let's let's make it in the desert when the the story, the original story, took place in like a contemporary time setting. Yeah. Oh man. It's just there's a lot in this movie where it seems like a a theme with most of the movies that we cover on this <laughs> on well, this channel is that there's a lot of ones a lot of them where they explain it seems like they explain the bare minimum <laughs> and and then they just like leave open a lot for interpretation like well, this the- movie like Oh man, just the, uh, the I knew it was going to be awful when like the first like uh when they set up the stuff with the dad where she's like she sees him for a little bit. Oh, we'll show I'll talk to you after Vlad, you know. So you already knew that that was going to be the big bad of the movie. But then like the death scene where like he was like, yeah, I'm gonna send you to hell, and he bites him, and then he has like no fucking reaction at all to being bit. He's just like, oh, okay, whatever, okay, oh, okay, I guess you're biting me now. Well, and I think he was already dying. Uh, well, that's what I was saying, but there was like no reaction, and then he talked for like a few minutes afterwards, and then just died. It just felt super weird. You know, and then it was like, I thought he was already dead. And then he's like, nope, I'm going to give you the killing blow. And then he does. And then there's no reaction. Like, he's not like, oh, my God, it so hurts. Or, uh, like, whatever. Uh, like, saying something with Ella in the background, just being like, don't be mad. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, saying shit in the meantime or something in the meantime of him biting him. But it was just weird how, like. He didn't say anything in that long section, so I thought he was already dead. And then he starts talking. I'm like, "What?" But he had to. He had to come back. He had to come back to life to give her the "Don't go seek revenge." The um, <laughs> the 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 funny thing. The thing I thought was funny is there's the, she saves the nerd once she arrives to Earth and she escapes from the shuttle. From, and then she's like, I erased their memory so they have no memory of finding me. Well, your fucking coffin is still there. So they're going to yeah. be like, why is this t- this coffin type thing still here? But she she saves the nerd from like the thugs and he takes her back to her apartment and she's like, I'm going to go kill this guy. He's like, okay, don't tell the cops I helped you. But he gives her the name Vampirilla, Vampira. Yeah. And, but she's not there when he says it. She's already gone. Yeah. But, but yet, like, Adam Van Helsing calls her, and they all call her that throughout the movie. Like, how do you know that's her name? Her name is Ella. And then he calls her Vampella, Vamprella, but, like, she's not there to get that moniker. Like, yeah. And, and, but yeah, that's saying. what they call her going forward. And it's like, oh, come on. I don't know. There was, like, a scene that was deleted. I mean, this. I thought this – First off, I'll say this movie was really kind of so. I like it was one of those to me that was so bad it was good, just because it's stupid. But, but like, I the the the, the alien planet, the alien planet looked 
way better than the alien Draculon looked better than Nightfall for one and so I think they they did the best they could like set wise with the money they had but like I mean like Roger Daltrey is the lead singer of the, the Who and he's like he he was in like a bunch of bad movies um he was oh, also so was that the person that was playing Vlad or something. Yeah, Vlad was by oh, Roger so Daltrey. That may, so that makes sense why a, they had but, that whole singing part in the. Yeah, the, I he thought was, that was weird he, as fuck because what? I was like, Vlad never saw Ella at all before. Like, yeah. I, I just thought that was weird how he knew the dad, but he never knew who Ella was, and I was like, wouldn't he be kind of be freaking out right now? Like I don't think he's he, just chilling there. Like, <laughs> and then they were like, "Nope, he has no idea who it is." No, I'm, I'm no, just, I'm just oh, I'm just but really he, weird, man. But I thought what was like it was the the point that they're like the Van Helsing and the group that he works for. They like we have no idea where Vlad is, and and then they're like. They're, but then they're like, they're, he's he's a singer in Vegas, and and apparently famous enough for these kids to have his poster on the wall. How do they not know that's him? How, how were they able to find Deimos, but not him? I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know. It, they just found like, it. And the weird thing was like it was like they made, or at least it's implied that they made all these damn vampires, right? They went to Earth, made all these vampires, and then whenever they don't listen, like with the little monster thing, where they're shooting yeah. the, sky, uh, the sky, and then the sun's coming down on him, and he's like, oh, oh it, like freaking out. Uh, it was kind of implied that they made the vampires, right? Well, yeah, they because they they came to Earth, and something caused them to mutate, and that's why they're weak to sunlight, where Vamprella is not because. Oh yeah, for some and, reason, they, and they were doing that big exposition dump where it was talking about how they didn't have anything anything tied to religion. That's why it doesn't the cross doesn't bother her and stuff like that. That's totally fine. But like, yeah, but it bothers them. In the movie, just seemed like it just didn't make sense. Like totally, like you could tell why this was a bad movie. Because I mean, like certain uh, movies, they just kind of like they go through the motions on like the least amount of shit possible in a movie, like story wise, to introduce into shit and then they just fill a bunch of it like 95% of it will be like it'll be like maybe 25% is the actual story how much they put into it and then the rest of the 75% is like all extra stuff to fill time to make sure that it's like a watchable movie where it's like an hour and a half long because like there's barely any movies that is like yeah. ever where it's like an hour and a half. This was like an hour and like twenty three minutes, I think. Yeah, it was. was it was short 80, than I was shorter 80, than I expected, but it it was eighty two minutes. But then it also says the DVD version is eighty six minutes. So uh, I think when what we watched, because for one, if you want to watch this movie, it's fifty dollars if you want to buy it. 
It's not available for streaming on any stream service. It's not, a, it's not available to purchase digitally, like Vudu or any of along those lines. Um, you have to seek out the DVD. And the DVD is 50 bucks. However, someone uploaded this to YouTube and you could watch it, which I'm surprised it's still there because there's nudity in this movie. So, like, twice they show, like, one of the girls that's with Vlad takes her top off and shows her breasts. And, oh, yeah. then, there's, yeah, and then there's the scene where they capture um, Van Helsing's Van Helsing, and he's and she takes her top off for whatever reason. There, I mean, I don't think any point there was really any point to take the top off in any of the scene uh, because it didn't lead to like a love scene. It didn't lead to anything. She just like I'm gonna flash my breasts and she takes her top off. And it, it made no sense. It was it was yeah, like and then like, she wasn't even like oh, it was like it didn't even set anything up. She no, yeah, she's like, titties. She showed her titties, and then Vlad just walked in, and it was like, "Hey, yeah, titties. she was, yeah, <laughs> was she like, was just showing her tits to show her tits." Like, like someone wrote this script was, I, I guess you could call this movie written, where he was just like, "Titties, the <laughs> show her tits," because like I'm one of those people. Like, if if I'm watching a movie, I want something to mean something in the movie. I don't want like a lot of like I don't care for like. If I don't see the point of a lot of like cursing or anything like that, if it doesn't like mean anything in the movie, or like I mean, I could take nudity in a movie, take it or leave it. But if it's gonna be in it, at least have a reason for it to be there. Um, there, all it was there is just to show her tits. Like literally, that's what it was there for. Because she takes her top off, goes over to Vlad, <laughs> goes over to Vlad, and then that, and then scene, and. And then, like, they go to capture Van Helsing. Why is he in a hotel room when his headquarters is there? So, obviously, he would live in that town. So, he would have a house, you would hope. And then it, and then it was hilarious how, like, oh, man, a lot of this shit was just way too goofy. Like, this, this how, movie was really, how, really. It was, like, instantly hooked on uh, fucking Van Helsing, right? Like, she was like, yeah. oh, well, the the point is there if you want to kiss me, you know, like, and they didn't even really talk at all. They didn't do hardly any exposition really for why they would be attracted to each other. Yeah. And, and I have, <laughs> I, I, I feel kind of back if people dog out to Lisa Soto for this. I'm like, I really don't think it's her fault. I mean, it's definitely not her fault. I mean, like 95% of the movie, it was her in this damn underwear that they didn't even really explain why she was wearing it. Like, like, sure, people that know the comic book or whatever would know, like, generally, that's why she has a costume on. But anybody that doesn't know, like, they're like, why is she in her underwear? Like, is she, she in, like, 95% of the movie, all except for when the dude gives her the jacket, right? He gives her the jacket, and then like instantly, or, like she finds whoever. Or, or at the beginning, when she was on her planet, she wasn't wearing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she yeah. didn't even explain. She was wearing. It could have been like, oh yeah, this is regular, like, regular. Use air quotes. She was using wearing regular clothing when on Draculon, but then when she comes to Earth, she has to wear like the Vampirella outfit. Well, 
we I use air quotes for that because obviously it's not comic book accurate. And I mean, I guess maybe that they did it so she wouldn't like fall out of her top or whatever. That's why they went something with that was more covering. But the movie well, was I mean, it's just already like, rated it R. Really makes sense, like why they even did it, like or that they didn't even explain why she even had it on. Like she could have been like, "This is like fucking shit from my dead dad or something." Or something. Like this is armor that I had, you know, like some sort of like fucking thing to throw out and be like, "Yeah, this is the reason why I'm just sitting in my underwear for all the rest of the movie." Yeah, it made like it made like no sense. Um, I'm not gonna lie though; I think this movie's terrible, but I think it's kind of enjoyable if you. To me, it's enjoyable. Terrible of it, but you can make fun of it. It's definitely something that deserves like a MST3K or a riff tracks or something to it. Um, this movie makes no sense, and like I feel kind of bad because I was reading about the character. You know, I went on, I looked up Wikipedia, you know, looked up the character. And it's like, I feel like the character actually deserves a little bit more than what we got here. And for the director to be like, it's a mess. Well, there's a lot of stuff, I think, that went on in this movie, which um, well, it's caused like, it to fail. It's like it was, 100% the fucking director's fault. I mean, was, was this one of the movies that there was... I don't think it was really any of the actors' jobs, really. I mean, I can't say, like, all of them. Some of them were goofy. Like, I'm surprised. One thing that I have to point out, too, I was surprised Deimos didn't get killed. What? Like, you're showing, like, he's, like, the top big bad, and then he's, like, you know what? Oh, yeah, of course, like, I fucking said shit. They are going to turn me into goop or whatever, so I said shit. But then he didn't even kill Deimos off. I was like, what was the point of... Yeah, he sh- I think he should have killed him. But, like, the thing... They, they talk about that there was a, a lot of embezzlement that went on with the making of this movie. But I really... Like, maybe maybe Talisa Soto wasn't right for the part. But I can't really blame her for that. It's like, they wanted her cast in the... Someone wanted her cast in the movie, so she was cast. And then to say... She wasn't right for the role because she had no tits. I'm like, I blame that on the director, man. Um, well, you... like most of this was director-wise, I think, because and... like I didn't feel like the actors at all really did bad performances. The problem is, it's like it was all a whole of like maybe the uh, a combination of the writers that wrote for the movie the director for uh, for shooting the movie because a lot of a lot of things are just weird in this movie <laughs> i mean let's look at some of the movies that um that this director for for one his probably his biggest film besides this one was chopping mall which was a slasher movie but let's look at some of these movies the the witches of breastwick one and two the, Alabama, that's yeah, supposed to be like a softcore porn or something. I don't know. There, there <laughs> I guess um, Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade. Um, let's see, Busty Cops Go Hawaiian, Sexy oh, yeah. Wives Syndrome, 
Busty Coats versus Lusted Cheerleaders. Oh, it makes like, sense now. It makes know, sense why I hear, oh, her boobs are too small. It's because let, all his movies are busty. <laughs> oh, see, the, the, the Breastford Wives. So these all sound like softcore yeah, porn. They're definitely files. either like porn movies or softcore porn movies. Um, I'm telling you let's that see. for real. <laughs> oh, there's a video of Sub-Zero. Okay. Uh, Lust Connection. Busty Cops. Bear oh, Winch. Fun. The Bear Winch Project. So um, probably another like a parody, the adult film that spoofs the Blair Witch. So that one is actually saying that it's a porn. So maybe wasn't the best, the escort three, like maybe this guy wasn't the best to direct a movie about a, I mean, she's supposed to be very seductive Vamprella. And I mean, they talk about, uh, some people are talking about how wooden, Talisa Soto came across. I'm like, well, can't, she wasn't like that in Mortal Kombat, and that came out a year before this. So, honestly, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel that she was wooden. And, you know, when you yeah. look at the comic book, she actually matches the character more than Julie Strain would have. Julie Strain's a freaking blonde. I mean, Vampirella is not a blonde. So. Oh, here's another thing. He's. The director is quoted as saying, breasts are the cheapest special effect in our business. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That guy just... Oh, man. And I'm looking at a picture of his face. Could you imagine working for a guy that's like that? The set had Ah. toxic. Yeah. It could have been. Let's see which... And I just looked her up. Unfortunately, Julie Strain passed away in 2021. Um, dementia. Wow. Damn. She dude. was a movie just... star. But like, oh, he came out of the movie called Piranha Conda. Yeah. Okay, so this is like legit, like one of those guys where it's straight to like Sci-Fi Channel movies. <laughs> yeah. So he was either making like. Cinemax after midnight movies or made for TV movies. And yeah. so that's why I kind of like where he's like, and I'm. Oh, and he did the movie Munchie? Good lord. No wonder. Yeah. Why. And, Fucking hell. And then the, the other movie, like I said, I think his other biggest film would probably be Chopping Mall, which I kind of want to watch Chopping Mall because I, I heard it's not bad, but I don't expect like. You know, it's not going to be like this groundbreaking film. Yeah, I'm sure that they'll probably end up having bustier females in there, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so... God, this guy's but, hilarious, though. But like, <laughs> looking through all this. I feel bad because I'm not, you know, I don't want to get on the topic of, like, the sex, sex workers and stuff like that. But for some guy who's made a lot of softcore porn films... And he makes like this, the supposed to be like, I guess at the time it was supposed to be mainstream Hollywood film. And then just to say she wasn't right for the role. And then the only comment that he has on the IMDb trivia is that her breasts weren't big enough. I kind of blame him for some of the reason why the movie probably didn't work. Well, honestly, I don't even know how he was actually able to get the role to direct this movie. Probably based on, I would, I would imagine based on Chopping Mall. 
But um, oh, so shopping mall came out first before this one. Yeah, that movie came out in the eighties. Let me let me look. But anyway, this this movie was trash. Yeah, holy crap, man! I mean, I can't say that it was worse than freaking Nightfall. I definitely think that Nightfall is probably like the worst movie that we've seen. I I think Space involved too. Which it's shocking knowing that I'm ranking fucking Space Mutiny over Nightfall. That's because we put our faith in Space Mutiny. Because of how bad it is. At least you yeah. can watch that and just make fun of like how stupid it is. Let's see. He Some was... of these movies, good lord. It's like, and, and it's not like I don't like the lead chick and it makes sense with her too because I think she is the only redeeming factor, a factor in this whole entire movie. Like the was, only I... person that I liked really in the whole entire movie. Like, yeah, I didn't really care for Vlad all that much. It was just like weird. And his fucking scheme for like why he was doing it in the first place was stupid as fuck. We're gonna block out the sun yeah. so humans yeah, die for a, an unknown amount of time. So we're gonna be the rulers of Earth. It's like, how does that fucking even make? I always no. think it's funny how they always find Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, always Earth when it's it could be like all these other different places. Yeah. Why don't they one time say, we're going to go visit Neptune? I mean, or Uranus. Your Uranus. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, it's always, hey, we're going to go to Earth. Okay, what the fuck? Yeah, of all the places. Like, I kind of understand this one because they were like, oh, yeah, there's, they're very primitive and shit like that. And sure, yeah, like, it could be, like, constraining for, like, trying to come up with, like, an idea on, like, what the pl- other planets look like. But, yeah, but for, for vampires but, yeah. that don't like the sun, you'd find a planet furthest away. Yeah. Or, but, so, at least doesn't have, not like, the, sunlight. Yeah. Not the third from the sun. It's like, why would you go to one that's close? Anyways, that's... I, mean, let's say, I know unless... it has to, they have to tie into humans, but... Did here's something here's something funny about this movie. Did you know um John Landis has a cameo in this movie? Which one's John Landis again? I don't remember. He's a director. He directed um let's see, he directed the Twilight Zone, the movie, which had a lot of controversy due yeah. to three people dying in it. Um what else is he known for? He was in, he, let's see, do, do, do. Uh, let's see, do, do, do. coming to America, dude. Correct. Yeah, coming to, uh, oh, Animal House, The Blues Brothers, American Werewolf in London, Trading Places. Oh, that coming one. to America, there were a bunch of them. Yeah, he, he directed a lot, but he, um, he was the astronaut with a beard in, Looks oh, like he directed the three amigos. When they're explaining her backstory on why she, yeah, when she when she's talking about how she got to Earth, and he was uh, mentioned the number one movie in your category. He directed Clue, didn't he? Uh, John Landis, I think he did. I was actually just scrolled to the bottom of the page. 
No, he didn't direct it. He must no, he was he was a producer. I, th- I think he wrote it or he was a producer. Let's see. Yeah, he 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 wrote Clue, and I want thought he was a producer on it too, but I'd have to go look for it. Uh, wow, the story was by John Landis. So, did, did you know um, Ro- uh, Roger Daltrey also played a bad guy in Sliders? He was in the two-part episode where they kill off the professor. He played Colonel Rickman. He was like stealing like brain tissue from. I didn't, I didn't even people. know like that he even did have to like he was even in movies. Yeah, so, Roger Daltrey was like in a. Yeah, he's he's been in a few. Um, that's mostly why I didn't recognize him too, is because I don't like I, I know mean, the band. Like, we I've all know their music a million times, but I never knew what he looked like. Yeah, <laughs> so we. When you're like, oh yeah, the lead singer of the Who, and I'm like, oh. Like he was, yeah, he was, he was, was, he's been in like he was in two episodes of Sliders, he was in some episodes of Highlander, um, he was in an episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Um, let's see, he's been in, he was, let's see, he was in, he was in the video for Limp Biscuits Break Stuff. Uh, he was in an episode of that 70s show, uh, two episodes of Witchblade. Uh, he was in an episode of uh, CSI, the original CSI. And he was in an episode of Once Upon a Time. That was his last acting credit, it was Once Upon a Time. But he was, yeah, he, you know, he was, I'm trying to see what his first movie would have been. But some of this is. Murder Ultimate Guides for Divorce, I guess. Pop Pirates. Oh, he's, uh, yeah, Pop Pirates. And that's P O P, Pop. And then, then I guess he started, I guess, you know, like, I think the director said that Roger Daltrey was like the best part of the movie. But, like, I mean, I, I don't dislike him as Vlad. I have nothing against, like, Roger Daltrey. My only thing is, like, whoever, who, who wrote Vamprella, they, they made him like a rock star in Vegas, which means people would have seen him. People would see his face. The only character, the only uh, vampire that I liked in this movie, aside from Vampirella, was the one that became a, the one that became a college professor. Because he actually went to her. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we did that. You know, I'm just trying to live a better yeah, life. That's what, that's what was made like, me laugh was that he was like, I'm trying to be out of it, you know. And yeah, he's like, he's, fuck it, I'm going to kill you anyway. I was like, damn, the dude just like, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, he's a professor. He's, he's, he's got a family. He's got kids. And then and, it looked and, like he was very heavily implied, like she killed his family too. Yeah, I, I, and then she's like, I'll let your family live. So she's going to kill these innocent people who just so happened to marry a vampire, which I wonder how that worked with planning the wedding. No, honey, we have to have the wedding at night. Why at night? Because unless she knew that he was a vampire, which, you know, I guess at that point, if you're marrying them, you might as well come clean with that if you're a bloodsucker. Um, but, like, it does it, she kills like the only person like she should have killed Demos for one if she was going to kill any one of his lackeys, but she killed the guy that's like, "Hey, honey, do you need me to go to Safeway or whatever to go pick up some dinner?" 
It's like he's like trying to go home to be with his family. Like what the hell? <laughs> like, like I felt bad for him. He didn't deserve that. Well, didn't deserve. I mean, technically, he did deserve the revenge because he, I guess so. But he was trying to. He. But I mean, he, she he was trying. Fucking been like, oh well, now that he's trying to live his life right, maybe. But like, I mean, she could yeah, have like no. realized. She could have realized that maybe since you know he has a family and a he's going home. Maybe he kind of does. He said he regrets what happened and he's trying to like live a better life. Like maybe he he's trying to seek some sort of penance for what he did. And yeah, the kid had a poster of Jamie Blood on the wall or Vlad, but that doesn't mean that he associated with him all the time. He well, he would uh, well he that's the one that thing. Vlad. Okay, so that, like when we're talking about the band thing, where they don't know who the person is and stuff, when they explain the Van Helsing thing, how his dad was turned into a vampire from Vlad, so obviously somebody had to have known what Vlad looked like to uh, to know where he would be at. And you would think that they would be like, oh, okay, that's who it is. But no, the only thing that Vlad had that was in this Jamie Blood character or whatever his came, uh, name was, uh, was that he had this little rat tail at the end. And then nobody knew who he was. You're a yeah. famous dude and you killed or you turned one of the supposedly... Uh, best vampire hunters or whatever. The Van Helsings are like the main vampire hunters for people, but then you know that he's probably seen his face before, but then you you don't know where he is, even though that he's a lead singer of a band that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like he's playing a show where in Vegas. They literally have it on the kid's wall. But okay, yeah, like, you don't know where Vlad is. Okay. That's what I don't get. Like, I mean, I get, okay, maybe the guy was lying because he, he's, you know, he doesn't want to be involved in whatever Vlad was doing. Because obviously, if he was at work, getting ready to go home to his wife, he's obviously not involved with the master scheme of things. Like, he's not part of the plan. Like, you know, so that's why I think his, like, living a better life was sincere. But his his um maybe he should have just said he's in Vegas and maybe she wouldn't have killed him. But I so I guess maybe they had him say that because so he would have like an excuse to like kill this guy. And I don't know. It it didn't whoever I didn't even look who wrote this. Let me go back. I mean I, I had the page up, but I I was looking at something else real quick. Something that might be added to the conversation if needed. Let's look. Who wrote this movie? Oh, I already said who wrote it. Gary Gerani. Um, I, I, what else has he written? He wrote Pumpkinhead. Oh, Confessions like of Pumpkinhead a Teenage though, but... Yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote Confessions of a teenage supergirl, a movie called Convention, and Trading Paint, which has John Travolta in it, that came out two years ago. 
So I guess he hasn't written very much. Um, apparently, is this a fan film? Okay, it looks like the teenage Supergirl is a fan film because it actually is a girl wearing a Supergirl costume, like DC Comics Supergirl costume. For, but like, I feel like they had some of the, the idea of what she was, but the dialogue just wasn't there, and his Vlad's plan wasn't really thought out very well. Especially where he's like hiding in plain sight. Oh, you can't find me. That's like the Joker just walking around Gotham as like a regular citizen. Batman's like, I can't find the Joker. <laughs> he's like right there. <laughs> but yeah, and that's uh, and that's the main thing for me. And constantly ended up having those problems throughout the whole entire movie. So, and, yeah. yeah, I think like I think I blame the script and I blame the director. Like maybe Talisa Soto isn't the best option for the actress for this role, but I'm not going to give her crap for that. And especially when the, again, I'm going to reiterate when the the director's like her tits were too small, like bro, bro, really? That's, and that's, and that's what it says on IMDb, man. Like he, he's, he's, he's like, she wasn't right for the role, blah, blah, blah. I had to cast her. And then you scroll down and he talks about her boobs. So like, obviously he just, Guess she didn't have the the because well, her breast didn't come out. Busty, man. Because like, yeah, Vampirella is busty and curvaceous. Like she's very curvy in her artwork, and so Talisa Soto didn't have big breasts and curvy hips. But okay, work with what you got. Like, like I said, the costume wasn't comic book accurate, so maybe it. Because I was looking up Talisa Soto, and it's like she's known for her voluptuous figure. So maybe she does have some curves, but that costume sure as hell didn't show them because it looked baggy and ill-fitting. It looked like it was too big for her. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, main thing is the director sucked at doing his job because this movie is trash. But (laughs) I, I didn't. uh, I think this movie could have been better. Um, So. So, uh, Jeremy, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, just that the movie was trash. <laughs> All right, no, so... no, I mean, no, like I said before, uh, I don't agree with the director. I think actually uh, Soto was the right person, but the movie just wasn't up to snuff. I mean, she actually performed well in the role, I think. Um, but you know, when you're given what you're given, you can't do much with it. I mean, so it's, you know, it's one of those things I think that with a better script and a better movie, it might've been a different thing. It's uh, like, if I, I blame the script and the directing, cause I feel like she was, her acting was way better in Mortal Kombat and I think that says something about this movie versus that movie. Well, Mortal Kombat's kind of a so bad it's a good movie too, like 1995's Mortal Kombat. But like you could definitely tell like the the movie was like it was a better movie. And I feel like she had better material as Katana. Whereas this movie, you know, it's super low budget. 
So the dialogue's not there. And I really think that the director and the dialogue failed her. Um, that's what I'm going to put it as. That's my take on it. Um, so I have to ask you guys, is this a rise from the grave? Is it let it die or rest in peace for y'all? I say rise from the grave. I'd like to see Van Perla done correctly. I mean, I'd like to see another I, movie. Right. The first time. But I mean, with everything and the technology the problem is is that I've never think I don't think Vampirella's ever been like that huge of a character for to warrant like a movie I think yeah. uh, that's the main thing what, uh, uh, but I mean if they did something better especially now uh, uh, days they could probably fucking do a lot better story and the CGI would be better and the Everything would be better. So I mean, I would say that you and they could always like make a Vampirella movie, like especially do a fucking R-rated one. Well, this was R-rated, but have boobs in it. They didn't really have. I don't know. Like it seems like the only thing that warranted the R rating was the titties. Really, the, the two the two nude scenes that didn't really have oh, that's any okay. point to be in the movie. <laughs> why it was rated R, right? Like, there was no death scenes, really. I mean, nobody, like, exploded or whatever. Like, they kicked him off the... Uh, well, it makes me think. Or yeah. whatever. And that was pretty much the only death scene that you really see in the whole yeah, entire movie. Yeah, I didn't feel this movie was rated R. I thought it was PG or PG-13. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you know, the funny thing is, is you talked about the boobs. Well, Nightfall had a crotch and a boob and multiple boobs, and it was PG thirteen. And it had I, and it and that they almost showed that dude's dick in that movie. That's what it I'm was saying. Still- yeah, I mean it's so so that's what I think is odd is that I mentioned that during the Nightfall podcast. That one to me was a easily rated R, um, and it wasn't. And then this one you said is rated R, and it didn't seem like it warranted rated R. So, um, but yeah, I would there, say, from my perspective, I would say, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> from my perspective, I would say Rise from the Grave. Also, I'd like to see it made, but I would like to see it made in the respect of the comic. You know, it kind of reminds me of. A movie I would be interested to see, and I'm trying to think of the name of the comic book. I think it's called, I think the character is called Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, Um, I think that they were talking about that they were making something about Lobo, though. But I would really like to see that. And that kind of reminds, that kind of makes me think in the same realm as Vampirella to me. Would a movie in that respect, in that type of thematic nature would do well like if she just anyways i to me a raunchy i think the path they could have gone with it as a raunchiness which is probably what the director would have wanted based on his previous credits probably actually would have done well with this character but um anyhow um but yeah, I would say Rise from the Grave because this movie, like I said, was trash. But I think 
somebody could have done something with it that would be better, especially now today. Yeah, I'd like to see, again, Rise from the Grave. And I think Josh, he said Rise from the Grave as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So everyone's kind of unanimous. So we have one more thing we're going to do. So for the next episode, we're going to each watch a different Yui Bowl movie because during the abyss, we started shit talking about him. And so I'm going to draw each one a move, each one of us a movie. I got the movies in my Sequest hat, and we're each going to watch a different Yui Bowl. Now I. I've seen these movies on Prime or IMDb for free um, to watch these, so they, we should be able to find these very easily. Um, for If you want to watch Vamprella, you can watch it on YouTube if it's still up, um, or you could actually download the movie from archive.org. It's there. So as long as it stays. Uh, unless you want to pay the on YouTube today. I, that's where I watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just buried in there, and they and like they would probably only wait if somebody reported it. Oh shit, there's titties in here. We got to report this. Movie. Yeah, I almost I almost commented <laughs> as like because the movie got loaded up like years ago, and I almost commented, "Wow, no one's reporting." Dude has person. like two thousand yeah. subscribers on his channel too. Yeah, I was like, I was like, how the hell he has this one trashy ass movie. Oh well, actually, I didn't look through like his whole channel. I was just like shocked though that he had like two thousand subscribers. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that's because they wanted to see them vampire titties. I guess so. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nudity. What was it? Nudity. Didn't I say something about nudity not saving Nightfall? Nudity didn't save this movie either. <laughs> so, <laughs> but all right, we're gonna draw. So I'm I'm gonna draw for Josh first, Josh. Please, not You're... Alone in the Dark. <laughs> no. I couldn't find a way to watch Alone in the Dark, so it's not on here. Yeah, Josh, yeah. your movie is Blood Rain. The oh, first great. Great. But I, I've already seen the movie, and oh, man, that's fun. Okay. It's got Krypton <laughs> something or another in it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got uh, it's Christ- it Christina Lorcan. Yeah, Christi- Christina Lorcan, I think, is her name. One thing is, I'm surprised that they never did, like, an actual, like, sequel to the games other than the, I think there was two in the uh, two games. I, I think that they Yeah, uh, they were House of the Dead and House of the Dead 2. House of the Dead was on Sega Saturn. Well, arcade, obviously. House of the Dead's on Sega Saturn and House of the Dead 2's on the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, so blood rain, great. Yeah, blood rain. <laughs> Jeremy actually gets a blood rain movie too. He gets blood rain deliverance. Nice. <laughs> Which one is that one? The second one or uh, I think the third the one? one. I think the third one is the the Nazi one, the third Reich or whatever. Because yeah. the funny thing was, all of the blood rains were about the Nazis anyway. Well, well at least I thought they were. It's been a while since I played the games. Well, I thought the first one took place in like medieval time, so there wouldn't have been Nazis. Um, let's see. And I drew mine, and I get House of the Dead. Oh, the main one that I would have dealt with watching <laughs> too. That I think that's by far his best film, even though that it sucks so bad. <laughs> It's like so, like all his movies are just awful. 
But like, yeah, let's see. If you're gonna watch one, probably House of the Dead is like probably the best one for you to watch. Yeah, this takes place in the 1800s, 1880s. Uh, this one takes place in the Wild West. The yeah, that's the vampire. Like... This is Deliverance. Deliverance is um, and I think it's available through Prime. I found this somewhere because that's why it's on the list. Yeah. Well, I mean, he ended up having like a bunch of other movies that were just not video game movies, too. But like a lot of them were like tough to find, it seems like. But still, oh man. Just, uh, Huey Bowl just makes me laugh so bad. Like, I don't understand. Like, because I'm pretty sure when I was playing the games that they didn't have any like part where it was like all them going against Nazis, like this chick with dual blades on her arm going against Nazis and then, uh, what's it called? And the first movie is like set in like medieval times. And I was like, what in the hell? Like it doesn't, uh, uh, it just had no, oh yeah, okay, it had three games. It looks like because oh they had another one terminal cut I, oh that must be a new one it says twenty twenty so that must be it must have been a very very like not a huge uh, thing but like uh, the first two I just remembered that they were going against uh, like you were in I don't even remember where you were at but like I remember that it was cool but I just remembered the whole time that she would be going against. Uh, Nazis the whole time. Yeah, I'm just trying. To look, I'm trying to look up how to watch it. Is this was? It was on. It was on Amazon Prime for Deliverance, uh, Blood Rain Two, Deliverance. But now it's no longer available in our area. But it is available well, to I mean, watch. I'm sure that free. we can find it somewhere. Yeah, it's for free on Vudu. And yeah, I mean, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it, but uh, I mean, the actress is just good in it, but yeah, that's just gonna be. Um, let's see, what... I can rent House uh, of the Dead Prime yeah, video, I gotta watch it on Tubi, but uh, whatever. Your, the original Blood Rain, I think, is on Tubi, yeah. Um, oh no, it says it's on Prime, let me see if it's still there because, like I said, this it was there. When I look, when I look, when we first discussed doing this, I literally, I literally was going to like, um, I looked up how to watch it. That's why I had to cut some of the movies off. Um, so Blood Rain is available on Prime now. You can watch it if you have Prime. Uh, Jeremy, yours is going to be on Vudu, free with ads. And I don't even know where to, I think I have to rent mine. Well, I think I actually own House of the Dead, too. <laughs> I think I've had it for a while. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I own it. Oh, I can watch, I can watch it on Peacock. Oh, Thank my you. God. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yep, I can watch on uh, Peacock. So um, that's what we're going to do next. We're each going to watch the movie. And we're gonna just shit on how terrible they are, because unless unless by chance and we should be, uh, what's it called? We should be 
trying to be neutral, but if anything, we ain't going to be. So it's just going to be us shitting on it for like, I don't yeah. know how long. But I have them written down. I'll, I'll look up each movie to talk about them. The other choices were uh, Blood Rain, the Third Reich, which would have dealt with Nazis. In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale. The Name of the King, Two Worlds. Those are the other three. Because like I said, when I made this all out, they were you were able to watch all of them. Like I, Because I even said where you could watch in Prime. I wanted to do Far Cry, but there was no way to watch Far Cry. So I had to oh, take yeah. Alone in the Dark. There was no way to stream it without buying it. And I'm not going to make you all buy movies for the podcast. If yeah, and that's it. probably his worst movie, or at least the ones that I've seen. Although I, I did want to even think that I remember watching the whole movie. I think I only watched parts, and I was like, dude, this is nothing like the video game. Because the, fir- uh, the first video game is like this dude with scissors chasing you around a house for like the whole game, right? And little midget dude with ni- uh, with scissors just chasing you around. And then, of course, it had like different things. And this was back in the day when they had like multiple different endings for a lot of things. But like it would have like different stuff inside of it. And then this one was like, hey... There's aliens that uh, you gotta have lights on for you to see them. <laughs> okay, so when I looked this up like a month ago, Alone in the Dark was not available to be played. Now it's available to be played on IMDb for free with ads and Voodoo and Tubi. Yeah, like, I was probably getting contracts for it, which I don't know how. Probably. The hell. So, so that anybody would want to do a contract for these trash movies, but so let's so since this movie's actually on here now, does anyone want to tackle Alone in the Dark as opposed to the one that they already have? Hell no, (laughs) (laughs) that's the only one that I was like, please do not. (laughs) What about you, Jeremy? (laughs) Say that again. I'm sorry, I said Alone in the Dark's available to watch on IMDb. I on Voodoo, um, IMDb, and Tubi. So, did you want to do Alone in the Dark as opposed to the Blood Rain? Blood Rain movie. Or here, I'll do Alone in the Dark, and one of y'all can decide who wants to do House of the Dead, and then the other person does Blood Rain. I mean, Jeremy could do House of the Dead. That way, it's a different like you know, all three of us have a different like uh, a video game series. Yeah, really. that's fine. I prefer yeah. House of the Dead, and then okay, so you'll do Jeremy will do House of the Dead, Josh will do Blood Rain, and I will do Alone in the Dark. And and have fun with that one. <laughs> Well, I actually like Christian Slater, so that's why I'm willing to do it. Uh, well, I mean, Christian Slater is really the only redeemable factor in that whole entire movie. And that has Tara Reid in it, too, I think. Yeah, she's in it. I don't hate Tara Reid. I feel like she gets like a lot of shit for no reason. Well, I mean, we... I think yeah, uh, uh, we'll talk about that during the movie bowl thing. Yeah. I'll go more in depth on that. <laughs> Because I also had an out, another idea for a movie, and I can't think of it now. It must be because I've been so tired lately. But um, there was it was going to be like a movie that made... Not, oh, 
I was thinking, let me ask you this one, then we'll close up. I was thinking about doing The Frighteners, even though it's not really science fiction. After Dude, the- <laughs> I would be so down for that. I love that I know, fucking movie. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people talk about it, and especially recently. And it's something that I've wanted to watch. A lot of these are movies that I've wanted to watch that I just never had an excuse to watch. Like I now, if I do it for the podcast, I have to watch it. Dude, so, so you've never seen the Frighteners before? I've never seen the Frighteners, and I was Dude, watching. We should and totally like, do that movie. It is so was, good, so good. One of my favorite Michael Fox movies, man. I was yeah. thinking about doing the Frighteners after are y'all okay with that after the Uwe Bowl. Um, we'll do, uh, we'll, I'll find a way for us to do the Frighteners. I don't know how, cause I don't own it. It looks like you can watch it on stars, but I don't have stars. Well, I'm sure I could find that shit in town. <laughs> yeah. So I, I so, definitely know that I could find that movie. I, 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 I about, actually even own it probably. Cause I've seen about calling it like, because they consider this science fiction. I don't really consider it science fiction because it deals with, like, the supernatural. But um, instead of, like, science fiction. But that's going to be the next movie is going to be The Frighteners, if everyone's okay with that. I I just been – I want an excuse to watch it, and now I, then I'll have to sit down. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. So I'm definitely psyched for that shit. I mean, okay. it could be, like – uh, part of the Scream Creeps one, if we wanted to, but all, uh, but it's more like a thriller than a horror movie, though, or at least in my viewpoint. But I mean, still though, still dope. Uh, uh, all right, what do you think, Jeremy? Are you down with the Frighteners? I'm fine with whatever, Joe. Okay, so we're gonna, <laughs> after after we after we bitch about Uwe Bowl, we're gonna watch the Frighteners. <laughs> And we'll talk about the Frighteners. So I'm excited because I need an excuse to watch it. I've I've never heard anything bad about this movie. Uh, the worst thing that everyone has said about the Frighteners is that it underperformed and didn't make any money. And what? to me, oh, that makes it, sense. it was, a, it was a box office flop. Yeah, and so and so, but everyone who's talked about it says this is a really good movie. This is directed by Peter Jackson, of course, before he did the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So this was him going from doing low budget movies in New Zealand and to then transitioning to Hollywood films and then getting the Lord of the Rings. So we will do the Frightener. So next is Yui Bull, the the shitning. And then for the Frighteners, I'm just going to call it sci-fi graveyard beyond the grave or something. Because we're going to talk about something that I don't consider sci-fi, even though it's listed as sci-fi on Amazon. Which, right. is, which is so weird, but I mean, probably because the themes in it. I don't want to spoil too much. I want you to like enjoy the movie as it is, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. All right. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that, and I'll find a way for all of us to watch it. Because um, I don't have stars, and I'm not going to pay for stars, and I'll see if it's on somewhere else. But that's it for this episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. Um, if, again, if you want to watch the movie we talked about, YouTube, um, please don't report it for titties because that's going to be your only way to watch it. <laughs> Unless you want to pay $50 for the DVD or go to archive.org. Or, um, the movie... find, or you, if you could find it literally at any late flea market, probably. Yeah, if you could find a, 
if you could find it on a at a flea market or something along those lines, then you would definitely, you know, definitely do it. But um, I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for the DVD. It's not worth that much. Now, if it was like five dollar bin at Walmart. Hell yeah, pick it up. It's going to be a fun movie to uh, laugh a lot with and make fun of. And But don't pay 50 bucks for it. Watch, watch it on archive because it's... I'm going to consider that a legal way to watch it because the movie has been archived. And YouTube, it's up there, but it's not been taken down. So either the people who own the rights have, don't know about it or YouTube hasn't caught the nudity in it. So I say give it a go. And at least with those two methods, if you're going to give it a go, I think you should watch anything we talk about, it's, whether it's good or not, um, just because you got to see things for yourself to form your own opinions, opinions on things. So again, for Jeremy and Josh, I want to wish you all a wonderful night. And thank you for listening to this episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace. Hi, this is Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard, hosted by The Heart of Geek. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I know things are still crazy right now. I know a lot of people are still suffering with anxiety and depression. I am one of those people. And I just want you to know that there are people who care about you. There are people that love you, whether it be a suicide prevention hotline or your best friend or your family member. Please reach out to someone and talk to them. Know these three things. You are not crazy. You are not alone. And secrets do make you sicker. So please reach out and talk to someone. Again, please, uh, we, we do care about you. And we want to make sure that everyone's safe and happy and healthy moving forward. Thank you. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.